Hello, hello, fellow humans, and welcome to the human experience by Authentic. My name is Flick Manning, and as per usual, I'm joining you today to talk about topics that have been requested or specific questions that have been asked by our beautiful social media followers, our lovely community of like-minded human beings who are all looking to learn from each other, to connect with each other, and to feel like we are all in this thing together, this thing called life, which we definitely are. And today's topic is one that was actually addressed directly to me. So I will be covering this one today. I'm going to be keeping it relatively short and sweet uh, so that you don't have to to listen to just my voice because I know we do try to bring on as many experts as we can as a general rule. But today we are going to be talking about what the biggest lesson is that I have learnt in business. Now, I have to actually say that when I sat down to sort of have a think about how to approach this particular topic, there was like a laundry list of things that I could have put down as being the biggest lessons that I've learnt from being in business. In all honesty, there isn't just one thing that is the the most, you know, most important number one thing that I've learnt because at various times along my particular business journey, there have been moments where I've thought, oh, this is the biggest lesson that I've learnt. In reality, as you continue to move forward and evolve and stretch yourself and get new skills and do all sorts of things, there's a lot of different lessons that come and they come at the exact right time. Uh, What I will say is that very rarely are these lessons learned in a convenient fashion. They pop up exactly when they are supposed to. And sometimes that means having to, you know, adapt to things quickly, uh, let go of things that you thought were really important, reprioritize, shuffle things, and you get stretched um, in a very personal way and a very, and sometimes it can test you emotionally as well. So if you are getting into business, you're thinking about getting into business or you are in fact actually in business and you're sort of, you know, going through the journey yourself, I'm sure that you are probably uh, feeling in a similar way that, that there's just a lot of things that fly at you all the time, lots of different lessons that can be learnt. Uh, and I guess when I had to boil it all down and I looked over this whole big long list of things that were coming to mind and all these different events that have occurred that have, you know, forced me to change things or have given me ideas to change things, I think if I could cap it all off in an umbrella title, I would have to say that the 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 biggest thing in inverted commas with little air quotes, because as I've said, it's it's not the only thing, but one of the most important things is to not be precious. And that is not particularly easy to do, not for every personality, that's for sure. You know, my business has grown out of personal adversity and from, you know, from that finding purpose and moving into the wellness space and trying to help other people like me and even just people that don't have chronic pain or invisible illness to actually understand what this thing is that they're living in, this human body, this human mind, and to actually take advantage of what they have regardless of the complexity of it. That's come from me being put in a situation where I had to overcome complexity and learn to love and understand what I had been put inside of. Um, And so separating that personal feeling from the business side has definitely been an area that I've had to stretch myself in and develop in. It's not always been the easiest thing to do, particularly when I have certain things that I want to achieve and obstacles or roadblockers continue to come up along the path and are making it really difficult to actually get to my my end goal in that particular way. So in terms of actually sort of being precious, 
I would say that what I'm saying with, with preciousness is more of that uh, attachment that we sometimes get ourselves into as you know founders and as business creators where we've come into it with a particular idea of how it should look, maybe how your physical product is going to be or how your service is going to be delivered and your particular target market or your demographic. And then as you go along that journey, I think most founders will find along the way that there is something about that that isn't quite right. So as you go ahead to deliver your product or service, maybe you find out that your market doesn't actually really want to spend that much money or they're looking for it to be delivered online instead of offline or your target demographic might be people in their 20s when you go into it and then you find that your product or service actually resonates with people in their 50s or 60s. And so you will will have to adapt and change along the way, I guess is what I'm what I'm saying there. I know for me initially coming out the gate, I really didn't think that anyone would be particularly interested in doing in-person classes with what I w- was offering, um, but found very quickly that that wasn't actually true. And so instead of having to sort of lock myself down and say, oh no, I'm only ever going to do things online, I had to adapt. I had to let go of this idea of how I was going to function and the kinds of instructors and people that I would need to hire and even where my money was going to get spent Um, and suddenly go, hey, there's this whole other market that actually wants to be serviced by what I have. I wasn't expecting it, but that's cool. How do I then pivot my business? How do I change that to actually adapt and also make it sustainable and scalable at the same time. And I could have easily just dug my heels in and said, no, this is how I've intended my business to be. But then I wouldn't be listening to my market. I wouldn't be actually paying attention to what is resonating and what is actually working and what's not. So I guess I got that particular bit of information uh, from my time working in Silicon Valley and living there and watching all these different founders, all these different types of businesses, not just in tech, but in other areas, trying to grow their products and services. And what I noticed there was how quick businesses will pivot and change. I mean, we're talking everything from changing logos, brands and name to completely changing the demographic of their market to how their product is delivered uh, to, you know, how they communicate with people, what kind of staff they actually need. I mean, I'm talking fast pivots, you know, they'll have a meeting with somebody, it will will bring something to light that they hadn't thought of before, they hadn't solidified. And sometimes within hours, they've completely pivoted the direction of their entire company. And I think the speed in which that they, they moved taught me a lot about having to let go of that personal uh, preciousness, that personal desire to keep things exactly how they were in your head and instead just kind of go, hey, I'm living in the real world. What I have in my head is my fantasy world, but I'm living in the real world. And if I want my business to work, I'm playing in the real world. And so I've got to let go sometimes of the things that I thought were important uh, or I thought would resonate and just actually go with what is right in front of me. And that was a really, really important lesson to, uh, to have observed because it's taught me a lot about how to let go of that preciousness in terms of my own business And I've confronted that multiple times, not just in terms of the online offline thing, but I have a very uh, different type of demographic to what most people have. You know, majority of businesses, particularly in the fitness and wellness space, will be able to tell you that they service people in a uh, one to two decade age gap and with specific parameters around that. So it might be that 
they have mainly people coming to them from 20 to 30 or 30 to 40 or 40 to 50 and so on. Um, they might be men or women. They might be, you know, this particular socioeconomic group. They find out all of this information as they go. And so they're able to narrow in and target their their marketing to those specific groups of people. And so they kind of narrow in and become more niche. And what I've actually found with my particular product uh, is that I have multiple pillars of business and not all of them have got the same demographic. And so, you know, even in terms of physical classes, I sometimes have 18-year-olds doing exercise next to 65-year-olds. And I have men and women, and I have people from different types of religious backgrounds and different socioeconomic statuses. And I have people with a whole range of different physical Uh, what some people would consider to be physical limitations. I don't see it that way, of course. That's part of what my business tries to do is to to have diversity and inclusion. Uh, But we've got people that are, you know, seemingly uh, very healthy, no particular obvious health issues that they have that come in and are moving next to people that have got multiple health issues that we need to work around. And they're all learning and communicating and lifting each other up. And it's a really beautiful environment. Now, as a business owner, I could have easily tried to then narrow that down even more. Uh, I made the choice not to and accept what was put in front of me and go, hey, this is amazing. I have a really extremely diverse uh, demographic of people that I catered for. And that's not what I had in my head at all. When I went into business, I assumed that my target market was probably going to be 25 to 35-year-old women with uh, some amount of you know, free income, to use on particular wellness and health products and it's been a completely different thing and I've had to learn to market accordingly to the different pillars of my business in the way in which they are actually received and addressed and that's how I've been able to to scale and to build brand awareness and all the things that I've done so you know again I could have got really precious about it and said well no I've gone into this to service this one particular group of people and I'm going to just do all my marketing to those people and I'm not going to change anything I'm not going to listen to any feedback Um, but you know that wouldn't have actually worked for me as a business owner that would have been playing in my fantasy world not in my real world Uh, and you will find along the way that if you are a leader of a business or you're even you're a manager or you're thinking about starting a business you'll also come into contact with people that may be within your industry uh, or mentors that you go to 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 seek advice people that have maybe been successful in a certain type of business not necessarily in your field but have been successful in some way and they can help to guide you through those moments where you're a little bit unsure about which direction to take and even those people will sometimes give you very conflicting information that may actually go completely against where you think that you're supposed to be heading or what you're trying to aim to achieve. But they're giving you very objective feedback that's not in your fantasy world, it's in your real world. And sometimes you've got to be willing to listen to that, knowing that it's going to conflict with you emotionally and that you're going to have to actually let go of what your idea was and just simply go, all right, I've got new information to work with maybe what I had intended to do isn't going to work so well and I'm going to need to pivot some of my thinking and, and let go of, of some of that. And, and ladies and gents, uh, I've even had whole sections of my business that I've been prepared to launch, done all the work, I'm talking months and months and months of work and 
have maybe even gone uh, potentially gone into business with partnerships and built agreements worked a lot on that and then at the actual sort of finish line where we've we've gone to cross all that paperwork off do all that kind of stuff have actually found that the opportunity is no longer the one that is actually going to work uh, or resonate the most or maybe it doesn't make the most financial sense or long-term sense once we reach that point and so as a founder sometimes you will think oh gosh but I've put all this work and time and energy and maybe even money into building an opportunity and naturally as human beings you know or as founders that have put that much effort in you're going to want to sign that paperwork and follow through with it anyway even though your instinct and maybe even if your information that's being presented to you is telling you glaringly obvious that what you thought was going to work for you six months ago is no longer viable for you and that's a really really challenging place to be but as a business owner if you are scaling you are probably going to come across this at some point and at that stage it's that preciousness that attachment or that emotional attachment to what you thought was going to be right for you that is going to cloud your business judgment and maybe tell you to go ahead and and do that thing anyway learning to tune into your business side more the logical center that's looking at all the different directions and uh, looking at where the business itself is going to have the most impact takes time and practice uh, because otherwise in those moments you will just fall victim to playing into your preciousness and your emotion only and that actually could end up digging a much deeper hole for you to actually climb out of than just accepting that, hey, yeah, you've spent some time and money and energy, but this thing isn't working for you and it's not worth doing. Um, So to say that I've walked away from some potentially big deals would be an understatement. I absolutely have. I'll tell you right now that I've left money on the table. And uh, from one point of view, short term, it's exceptionally painful to do that. It is like, feels like all the air is being sucked out of your body. Uh, It's not a pleasant position to be in, but I know from a business point of view, it has made the absolute most sense for me to do that. I let go of my preciousness. I adapted really quickly. I took it on the chin as a business person, not as Fluke Manning. I separated myself from the situation and made a call for my business. That was nothing to do with the fantasy of where I wanted to go, but the reality of where I could go. And so if you are facing those kinds of things or if you're actually building a business and it is being successful in some way, trust me, at some point you are going to end up in, in these situations that I'm describing. These are a good sign, not a negative sign. So if you're, if you're sitting there and going, oh, I don't know what to do, this is super stressful, you're actually well and truly on the right track. Um, as one of the signs that you are actually on, a right, on the right track but that you've got these kind of huge decisions to make. And... Not everyone's going to want to move at breakneck speed and that's totally fine. But from my perspective, I kind of treat everything now in business largely once I've got the the amount of information that I need to make a logical and clear decision, I treat it like a Band-Aid. There is absolutely no point in me hovering over it and spending more energy, time and money festering over something that could have been when I can simply rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to feel that ouch. It's going to hurt, but then it's done. And then I have the opportunity to take my learnings from it and move on and continue building my business. And I'm sort of cutting off that point where I would waste that energy 
uh, by continuing and then and now I don't have to waste that energy so you know as a business leader or a manager your energy your output is exceptionally important and one of the the big traps that people fall into that I've noticed and I learned again I learned this in the valley in the hard way was that we have this idea that we're raised with to just work hard that working hard equals success and that only good can come from working hard in other words anything that you've done quickly is a failure and I don't actually think that that's entirely true I think that certainly in terms of building a business overall doing the whole thing at breakneck speed and working around the clock extremely hard and fast does not work it's not sustainable however I also think that when it comes to making decisions along the way there are points where you've got to be prepared to make a faster decision and take action quickly and you've got to be prepared to let go of your emotion let go of whatever's happening personally um, let go of even how hard you've personally worked on it let go of how much money you've spent on it and so on and so forth and instead just focus on what is the best course of action for me to take right now and then you take it and if you're doing the right thing along the journey anyway and you're carefully building your business relationships and you're being as transparent as you possibly can be knowing of course you can't share everything with everybody that you're potentially going to partner or work with then you'll find that most of those relationships will not get burnt even if you do have to make a decision that is not in their favor um, they will stay along that journey with you because they know that you're making the best possible business decision. It does not come from a personal place. It's not a reflection on anything that's been said personally or anything like that. And maybe it's just a case that the timing wasn't right or maybe a little bit of the detail wasn't perfect. Quite often those things will come back around later when the timing is right. But you've got to be prepared to rip the Band-Aid off in that moment instead of hovering over it and just praying for it to change and, you know, putting more and more bandages on top, there's still a wound underneath. And part of healing is knowing when to take the cover off and let it get some oxygen and move on. So that's probably been my biggest lesson is in that preciousness. And I hope that if uh, you are in business that that helps, or even if you're just kind of going through life and you're studying or you're trying to uh, set about changing your career or your trajectory in some way. If you have been hovering over a decision, you've been lost potentially for weeks or months, it, it's sucking energy out of you that you could be using to do something different. And sometimes you've got to be prepared to let go and sidestep in order to actually move forward because nobody's path to business success is linear ever. It is never, ever a straight line. Be prepared for a few dog legs and a few zigzags and a couple of loops and plenty of potholes and a lot of hills. That's just how the journey goes. So only you can determine how you get through that journey. But I definitely would say that preciousness is one of the things that actually keeps people uh, in a kind of backwards momentum or almost like they're, they're not able to move forward, like they're stuck on the spot. And so sometimes just letting go and accepting that things maybe aren't quite what you wanted, but you still can use the situation to your advantage. You can still make the best of it. It's just a case of you taking your personal emotion, the amount of effort you've put into it, etc., out of the equation. No more preciousness. Accepting reality for what it is. 
taking your fantasy away for a moment. And when you do, not only do you have the opportunity to move forward, but my friends, you'll be surprised at how many other better opportunities then actually present themselves because you've kept moving. Doesn't matter that you've moved a little to the left or the right to get there. Doesn't matter that you've done a loop-de-loop or that you've climbed out of a pothole or that you've stumbled over a hill or however your journey has been, it doesn't matter. But ultimately, if you are still finding a way to move forward, things will continue to present themselves to you. It's only when you allow your own personal stuff to keep you stuck in one spot uh, that you will find that you are not going anywhere and that the opportunities stop presenting themselves. So I hope that actually helps you in some way or even if you're thinking about going into business, provides you a little bit of a structural idea of certainly how I've approached it and what I've observed from some pretty amazing people that I've been lucky enough to work for and work with um, internationally and also on home turf in Australia. We don't, we just don't need to spend energy on stuff that's not going to work for us, folks. That's kind of what it comes down to. So, you know, don't, don't waste that precious time and energy. We don't know how long we've got here. We don't know how long we've got in business either. Take advantage of all of it while it presents itself. Rip the bandaid off, move forward and uh, go get yours, you know? You do you. I absolutely believe that we are all capable of doing big and amazing and successful things in this life when we just are able to just breathe a little bit and let go. And then we just don't cause ourselves so much grief. We don't get in our own way. That's really what it comes down to. Just don't get in your own way. So there you go. That's my biggest business learning in a nutshell. As I said, I hope that's been helpful for you. I would love to know what yours has been actually that would be an awesome conversation to have so feel free to reach out on any of our social media channels Uh, you can reach us on instagram at coreauthentic you can reach me on instagram at flick manning you can reach out to us on our facebook page at coreauthentic body obviously also via our website coreauthenticbody.com or you can just leave us a review on here whatever podcasting service you're on you can leave us some feedback as well What has been your experience? What's the biggest thing that you have learned in your pursuit of business? A piece of advice that you would love to have passed on. You never know. It may just spur on another podcast topic. We could find a great expert in that particular area. We would love, love, love to continue the conversation because this is really about serving you. So thank you to those people that did reach out and ask me this this question directly. It was awesome to have a moment to actually reflect on all of the different things that I have actually learned and uh, try and kind of narrow it down to an umbrella of one thing. It was a challenge. I love a challenge, so I really do appreciate that. All right, so I will leave it there for today, ladies and gents. From wherever you're tuning in, thank you so, so much. Let's continue to do this thing. Let's continue being human together. 